0: On Friday, the um, first reading for the daily mass was from Genesis. We've been reading from Genesis as I preached last week, um, the creation, and now we're to the point with um, the, the Tower of Babel. And my thought on Friday is a thought that ties into our readings for this morning or this afternoon as well. The um, you know God had all these people. And then they, they went and they built this tower. Uh, and then God confused them all by giving them all different languages. And my thought was this, and, it, and maybe it'll make sense to you, maybe it won't. If God made us different, then why are we worried about it? <laughs> That's kind of my bottom line. You know, you look around the room right now, you might be sitting next to someone you've known for years. You could be married to them. They could be your children, your parents. Friends, we've been going to the same mass, sitting in the same seat for years. We're all different, and yet we find something in common. We've found something in common with everyone around us, Our, you know, even people we work with, people we go to school, with whom we go to school and, and, and you know, with whom we work and, and, and socialize. And yet we can be so hateful We can just, we we eliminate people out of our lives because they look different, or they sound different, or their skin color is different, or their thoughts are different, and we divide ourselves into a, a we and they, or an us and them. And in doing so, we're really messing with God, aren't we, because he made us this way. He's the one who confused us. He's the one who gave us different looks and different ideas and different thoughts and different ways of praying and different ways of expressing our spirituality and different ways of expressing ourselves as human persons. And we can be so hateful. And whether we like it or not... As our experience always says to us, we, we seem to like to get back and even. We like to, to shun people. We think if we don't talk to them, they'll go away. <laughs> or if we're rude to them, they'll, they'll find another place. Or if we're mean, just outright mean, they'll just stop stop um, talking to us. I, I'm going to go off my script already. Um, but uh, someone told me this week, I said, I'm going to make this short. And they said, no, you're not. You're going to talk about things you didn't write. Um, <laughs> and you're Right. <laughs> Tomorrow at 7.30, he'll be surprised um, if I remember it. The, um, I told you the story, and, I, and I'm sure I told this congregation this story. I tell every congregation this story about my grandparents' home in Shemokin and the, the, the guy who lived next door in the peach tree. Does that sound familiar to anyone? He was miserable. He was just a miserable old man. and And his peach tree hung half over into my grandparents' yard, and, and if, if our ball went into his yard, he kept it, but we weren't allowed to eat any of the peaches that fell off his tree. I mean, he would just keep it. And one day, we, got, we all got smart, the older ones, <laughs> the, the elders of the group. We got smart, and we figured if his tree was so special, we were going to go out there, and we shook it until everything fell. <laughs> he gave all of the balls back. <laughs> People can be mean. People are, people are revengeful. We, we try to get even all the time. We want to return evil for evil. It's like we stretch that rubber band so far and finally it just lets go and it snaps and it stings. And we heard that Jesus said in this gospel, this morning you've heard it said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth." And you know the great Gandhi what, what he said about that. He said if we did eye for eye and tooth for tooth, we'd all walk around with no teeth and we'd all be blind. <laughs> He's also smart enough to say he'd be he'd believe in Christianity if he saw one of us use it. You know, we think about that. Or you know, you think about the other other the, the merchant of Venice. You know, what did they want? They wanted to extract. Um, a pound of flesh because Antonio owed, uh, uh, you know, owed, owed the, the, the merchant. You know, we'd all be around just walking around with bones. <laughs> but hatred in our life, hatred can be very destructive. It poisons our moments of peace. It poisons the contentment that we have in our life. You know, we can be having a great day Someone says something hateful to us, and it just ruins us. It it, 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 We collapse. We feel less valued, less of ourselves. We don't feel needed, wanted, loved, accepted. And we easily practice it. We do it so well, and we think that we're that we think we're funny, or we think that we're we're we're, we're teaching someone a lesson, or 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 we just think they'll dry up and fly away. It causes stress in our lives. Negative um, things happen to us. Or it affects us in our nervous system. It affects our sleep patterns. All you medical people in here know. It, it can put strain on our hearts, our circulatory systems. Hatred just eats away at us. Hatred just doesn't do anything for us except make us wither away. It usually, even, it doesn't even affect, you notice, and I, I'll repeat this 55,000 times while I know you as well. You know, when, when we hate someone, it really doesn't affect them, it affects us. You know, in the Eucharistic prayer of reconciliation, we, we hear these words that, that Christ says, I'm offering a new way. In the prayers tonight, in the gospel tonight, he says, I'm going to give you a new way of looking at this. You know, if, don't offer resistance. Just offer your other cheek. Don't just give your tunic. Give what else, what else you can give. Don't turn your back. We heard that last week. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. A lot of us do a lot of praying. You know, God loves us. God loves us all. In that second Eucharistic prayer for reconciliation, the, the preface of the prayer says that God changes our hearts. God moves our hearts. And what happens when God t- takes over, when God is allowed to work inside the temple of his body that he chooses to live in us, enemies begin to speak to each other. Adversaries join hands. People seek to meet together. Hatred is overcome by love. Revenge gives way to forgiveness. And discord is changed to mutual respect. It's a lot of work for God that we cause. But when we interact with those we hate and persecute you, Jesus says, try to find me in each of those persons. Try to find, just as those people were scattered in that first Babylonian, uh, uh, that first Babylonian experience with, with God, they tried to find what was still common about them, still good about them. They looked for, for, for God in each other. We look for Christ. As we enter into this season of Lent, I think it's a good time, 40 days, for us to look at all the people that seem to just get under our skin and those people who irritate us and those people that we'd rather not see in our, in our, in our lifetime. And to really look at them in a different way so that we can pray that we can be kind to them and do small acts of kindness for them. Forgive them so that we're able to forgive even if we have to go through, it, pretend we're doing it, we have to pretend because that's practice. It's not a lie, it's a practice. It's a, if, we, if we try our best and, and just keep doing it over and over, eventually we get it. We pray and we ask and we're forgiven. For God makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, causes to rain to fall on the just and the unjust. Take no revenge. Cherish no grudge. Love your neighbor as yourself.